now we are live. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording now. Okay. That didn't blast anyone's ears. That's been... Oh. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to this terrifying experiment. I feel in like which my whole life is a terrifying experiment. In which we uh, deafen all of our listeners and no longer have listeners. So if the Zills haven't deafened you, this definitely this will. Definitely will. Yeah, so. <laughs> so welcome to our very first live uh, po- recording of the Q podcast. Um, thank you for spending your uh, lunchtime with us. We really appreciate it. This is definitely like an experiment for us (laughs) Uh, thank you to our wonderful sound guy thank you Peter (laughs) and thank you to the ATS um, homecoming crew for allowing us to do this it was sort of a harebrained idea that we had and we're like hey what do you think this whole thing is harebrained If you've ever seen Tessera perform, you know that all of our ideas are a little harebrained. Yeah, so. yeah. So yes, thank you for coming. Thank you for to the crew for letting us be here. Thank you to the, yes. I am full of gratitude. <laughs> uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. We're very bad about that I on know. our podcast. Um, but I'm Sophia. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you to my one fan. <laughs> um, I'm <and>. Jesse. Uh, <laughs> I have more fans. What the? <laughs> what the? <laughs> all right, all right. I see how it is. Uh, you. This is the cue. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you stumbled into our podcast. <laughs> We're sorry. Um, this is not the healing room. This is not the healing room. Quite the opposite. You yeah. will probably leave in a worse state than when you walked in. You might need to go to the healing room <laughs> after this. So they're around. They can sign up. I think sessions are still available. Anyway, we're having a grand old time here at ATS Homecoming Reunion. I'm like, homecoming oh shit. I know. Because you're OG. Yeah. I've never missed an ATS reunion slash homecoming. She doesn't like to brag or anything. I'm pretty <laughs> modest. Um, so do you guys listen to the show? Is this anybody's first time listening to us rant and ramble? Okay. Any new listeners? Oh, new listeners. Okay. So there's a, a way that we like to start the podcast because we're super awkward. We were like, how do we, how do, we do this? Um, so when I was a kid, my mom had this little cheer for me whenever I did something weird or awesome. She used to do this, that clap. We call it the clap. And if you could clap along with us, if you're not stuffing your face with your lunch, who knows it? Do you want to have a, a dry run? Or just, should we explain it? Do you want to do one real quick? I'll do one real quick. Podcast. And I want everybody to shout podcast at the end, after the clap, yeah? Even if your mouth is full, I want it to be like, <laughs> <laughs> So, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Podcast. Are we ready? Yes. All right, let's try it. One, five, six, seven, eight.
like maybe we don't even need to do another one. Yeah. Nailed it on the first try. Good job. (laughs) So our topic for today, we're really in, everybody knows who listens to the podcast that we're obsessed with drag queens. And we, we watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race and we recommend everybody watch it because it's fantastic. Anyway, there's a concept that they talk about on the show that we're pretty inspired by. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, <laughs> charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, and what makes a good performer, right? So that is our topic of the day. Yeah, because, you know, we're fresh off the Friday showcase. Everyone yes. went to the show? Yeah. Yeah, good show, huh? Yeah. It was an outstanding show, really top-notch level of... Uh, of performances. I think everybody just let, like left their souls on the sa- stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we talk, if you've listened to the podcast, we talk a lot about um, sort of the talent aspect of it, the technique part, which is like really the thing that undergirds it. But I feel like we haven't really discussed performance and like what our thoughts are on like what makes a good performer, performance, how do you get to be a good performer. Yeah. Um, what are the things that we look for as audience members when we perform, and what are the things that we think about when we're performing? So I think um, the last episode we talked about uh, the Little Book of Talent, and it talked a lot about developing hard skills, right? And that's your talent, that's your technique portion of it. But stage presence and developing um, sort of charisma is, I think it's more like a soft skill. Yeah. Like it takes a lot of work and a lot of uh, navigating personally and... It's, it's something that I'm still working on, and as a, as a performer, I think we're always working on, right? Developing your inner voice and, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not an, I'm really, I think we're both introverts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've talked we're about them. We're introverts. Right? <laughs> St- sitting on a stage, talking into microphones to a group of people. Well, in person, like, in person, we're introverts, right? Like... I have a hard time, like, I, I'm not one of those people who just can, like, go up to a stranger and be like, hey, <laughs> tell me your story. <laughs> What's your deal? <laughs> I want to do that someday. <laughs> just walk up to a complete stranger and be like, hey, what's your deal? And have it not sound aggressive. <laughs> See, I feel like, I mean, we talked about how Michio, when we both first met Michio at the studio, she just, like, walked up to you and was like, hi. And I was like, it's like how did she do that? How did you do How that? did you do that? And um, when, when we first met each other, we were like, no, there's a person over there. Not going to look at them. No, thanks. <laughs> and then, so I think you started talking about Drag Race, and I was like, Drag Race, you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Drag Race bringing families together. Yeah, so like on, obviously being on stage is like very different than, yeah. real, than real life. <laughs> real, real life. And... Um, I think it's probably part of the reason that I'm a group dancer and not a solo dancer. Yeah. Because I was a solo dancer for, well, I was a cab dancer for a while. Way back in the day, way back in the beginning. The pictures of you in your cab costume, so cute. Oh my God. Your little sparkle baby. So embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I mean, I knew I was never going to be a soloist. Yeah. Like, hell no. I think the, the, what, draws a lot of people to ATS is that it's a group. You get to hang with your friends and you feel like you, it's like a team sport, right? 
you, you, people always have your back on stage. And that's sort of like a safety net. You have their backs, they have your back. Like, it's, yeah. That's yeah. what drew a lot of people to it. And right. The community aspect to it and all the support and events like this provide. Yeah. But the dynamic between being both an individual on stage and an individual who's part of a group that needs to work together for a group presentation is like this very tricky thing. Yeah. That's hard to navigate. Right. Um, and that really is like the nut of the whole thing, right? It's like... Nut. <laughs> I'm supposed to keep this PG-13 Sorry. girl. <laughs> uh, you know, we go on stage and we have to put the group first, right? The group really becomes the thing that's important on stage and everything that you're doing is to support what the group is presenting. But you also have to be responsible for yourself, right? Like you no one can help you with that that's all you so your responsibility as that individual that is also part of a group is to like to be there yeah you know and we be accountable for your own um, stuff yeah in fat chance we often talk about like this sort of hierarchy of like approaching a performance like first and foremost your 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 priority is the audience right what is the audience seeing what are you presenting and then in the sort of like second place is the group how's your group feeling you know talking to them checking in with them making sure everybody feels comfortable and confident in what they're about to do and sort of lastly is the individual as you in your person how are you feeling is there anything you need to communicate to your group so they can best support you? So, you know, and a lot of this is being confident. And we were talking a little bit about confidence this afternoon and sort of developing that confidence and charisma and, yeah. Anyway, I sort of went off on a little tangent there. I apologize. It's pretty part. That's pretty. That's just how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> See how many like sort of rambling rants we can go on and tangents we can yeah, journey right. down. Um. So what does make a good performer? The charisma aspect, the soft skills, yes. But how do you develop the charisma and and confidence? Yeah. Oh, uh, look who's walking in late. Oh God. The wild card <laughs> girls are late as <laughs> usual. <laughs> Here's, 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 here's here on time. You guys can get here on time. Here's our, our um, here's our obligatory wild card shout out. Yes. <laughs> Since you walked in late, we're talking about performing and being good performers. But I feel like the wild card girls. I mean, everyone knows that we're total like fan girls. But I mean, if you saw them last night in the performance, and there should be video. Talk about. Talk about incredible stage presence. Lots of charisma. Yes. <laughs> charisma. You left your charisma all over the stage last night. Yeah, I hope they brought someone charisma to sweep it up. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. Uh, but so charisma, I think what we're really talking about here is stage presence. Yes. And if you're not, when you first start dancing, I think it's actually a really hard thing to develop. Um, and if you're not getting it at first, that's totally okay. I think we've all watched like old videos of ourselves oh when we God. first started dancing and how terrified you <laughs> sort of you sort of get the really wide-eyed, like stressful concentration smile. You're like, ah. and I really wish I could go back in YouTube and like clean out all the old footage of myself. No, like it's part of I your know, dance journey. I know, I know, it's a part of the dance journey and 
but I, you know, I beat myself up a lot, so it's just part of the thing. Um, but developing the confidence and charisma as a, as a teacher for your students, um, I think we were talking about this afternoon, is, is allowing, you know, performances to happen in a really safe space. Like, that's where students and even us as professionals are really going to start feeling comfortable and confident in what we're doing and start of like playing around with our stage presence. And, you know, when I was a baby dancer um, in Syracuse, New York, back in 2002, my teachers used to do what they called a Moroccan tea party. And it was a woman-only space. It was a hafla. And we were able to just dance for each other. And, you know, everybody was so supportive, but they also gave us feedback afterwards. So um, that's not something that I've revisited later in my dance career, but it would be fun to. To have an event like that. To have an event like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, and it wasn't like, you did the camel walk wrong. It was like, it, there was no technique about it. It was like, you looked so relaxed, you know, maybe, you know, my teachers were really good about giving us, because uh, they were also yoga instructors, and like one of them was, um, did a lot of meditation. So she would like show us breathing exercises before we went on stage or before a performance that would like sort of calm our nerves that I still sometimes use to this day. If you see me backstage pacing, that's me meditating because I have to move. I get a lot of nervous energy that needs to explode out. Mm -hmm. But developing confidence in students is providing them the safe space to, to mess up. Yeah. And allowing them the opportunity to recover quickly and practice recovering quickly from mistakes. Because as performers, that's the one thing we're terrified of is messing up on stage, right? I mean, is that just me? Okay. <laughs> you just sort of looked at me like blank, and I'm like, I'm the only one worried about messing up on stage. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's improv, right? So like whatever is going to happen is going to happen yeah. on stage. It's yeah. The nature of the beast. The nature of the beast. It's never going to be perfect. No. Um, and you probably wouldn't want it to be. No. <laughs> but uh, you know, how do you set yourself up for having that successful performance? Because honestly, by the time you get on stage, like if the technique's not there, it's not going to come to you in the next thirty seconds, right? <laughs> if you're uncomfortable with that one movement, if there's that one movement that you're like, please God, don't let her pull that one out. It, one, it's going to come out. Yep. Right? No fail. <laughs> it's going to come out. And two, you're not going to figure it out in the moment. So, right. you know, all the stuff that we always hammer on, on this, like just constantly on this podcast about how technique is so important. It's important because when you get on stage, you don't want to have to think about it anymore. Yeah. You want it to be there right, so you can just access it as quickly as possible. And then it allows you to be in the moment to connect with your dancer your fellow dancers. <laughs> yeah. To connect with the audience, you know, like that's what all the preparation is for. You know, it's not just this thing where we're like, you need to know the technique because you need to know it. There actually is like a purpose. A pur <laughs> <laughs> there actually is a purpose to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, my recent forays into fusion has definitely taught me that, right? Like performing with Dashret, I. I'm still terrified and I'm still really in my head in those performances because I don't have the fusion technique down. And I thank myself every day that Ariella has that confidence in me that I do. 
But with ATS, I have a completely different experience that I'm so comfortable in the movement that I can really feel the performance and connect with yeah. my fellow dancers. So it's a really, it was a really harsh contrast for me um, after my first fusion performance. I was just like, I was super in my head. But last night, I was a little bit in my head because we did something real new for us. I don't know if you saw the veils, but <laughs> I was like, oh God, this. But I definitely blacked out. I had a blackout <laughs> on the last stage. She got off stage and she goes, what happened? I'm like, I'm not sure. Yeah, something. Something happened because we went on there and we were on there for six minutes and then we left, so something happened. I just remember a flurry of color. <laughs> anyway. But I think like when we think about what makes a good performance, like I think it's really important to be able to think about being a performer from a audience's standpoint. Mm. Um, and I think really thinking about what the audience will see and whether the audience will enjoy it, like answers a lot of aesthetic questions or answers a lot of like, is this really working sort yeah. of questions. Um, which is why it's important to like go to shows and enjoy them as an audience member, right? If you're, I love going to shows and not having to perform. Oh yeah. Like it's such a, it feels like such a luxury. <laughs> To be able to go and just have that experience of yeah. watching because you see so many interesting things and you're actually in a headspace to like absorb them yeah. when you get to be an audience member and you don't have the pressure, the pressure of performing. Mm. Um, so that's why it's important to go to shows, not just belly dance shows, go to hip hop shows, go to ballet shows, go to whatever, you know, theater, I don't care. <laughs> Stand up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Support your local artist. Yeah. Um, to see what a good performer or what you feel like a good performer looks mm. like. Um, and thinking about what it is as an audience member that drew you to that. We had the interesting experience of being judges oh. at Hot Rocks, which we did a whole episode on, which was actually really enlightening because you, we really had to look at these with charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and you know, like yeah. they, those weren't the categories, but those are the things. That it was we were our categories. At. I mean, they're RuPaul's categories. <laughs> <laughs> but we were thinking it. Yeah, and so you know, we had lots of interesting conversations about like, okay, we really liked, we really liked that this this performer had a lot of charisma. They had amazing stage presence. Mm -hmm. They were so interesting to watch. Like you were really engaged in the performance, but like maybe the technique wasn't quite as high as it could have been, you know? And so it's this, it's this balancing thing. Like charisma is gonna make up for a lot, Yeah. right? If you're like super fun to watch on stage, charisma is gonna make up for a lot, but it's only gonna take you so far. And the same goes for talent, right? Like if you have amazing technique, but you look dead inside when you perform. <laughs> it's like the dancer poo face, like. Right, like you, if you don't look like you're having fun, we're not going to have fun watching you. It's actually going to be really stressful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the audience gets worried. They're like, yeah, is she okay? <laughs> Especially for ATS, you know, which is like most of the music that we dance to, most of the settings that we're dancing are very joyful and celebratory. So if you go up there and you're like, ah. <laughs> so I think it's real like to be a well-rounded performer you need to have the charisma and the talent yeah um 
not in spades of each, but like some. Like, yeah. 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 And it's like, these are things that you can cultivate, right? Like no one is born fully formed. No, no. And it's something that really helped me um, when I was first starting to perform a lot, especially in the Bay Area where there's a high caliber of, of so many amazing dance, like the motherland of, of belly dance for me. Um, Something that helped me out when I was first starting was Carolina saying, the audience is on your side. They are here, they paid their money to see you, so they are already prepared to see you succeed. So like, just take solace in that. And that really helped me out. Like, People don't go to a dance show to sit there and be like, I hate this. <laughs> That'd be a waste of their money, right? They're already walking in the door fully pumped to see you and celebrate with you and support you. So, you know, that really helped like center me and take away my stage fright. Mm -hmm. And my little anxious brain just, whew. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think the stage fright ever really goes away. No. <laughs> Something somebody else also said to us was, uh, if, if you're not afraid, it means you don't care. And I mean, that's like a really broad general, generalization, but I'm always nervous before, before a performance. And I've been performing for a pretty long time. Are you still? Oh, yeah. I think last night we were standing <laughs> back there. I was like, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. <laughs> right, but then you hit the stage and you're like, ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's because, like, it's, Carolina talks about, like, feeling the fear. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not... It's not that serious. It's dance, right? Nobody's like, gonna die. Nobody's gonna die. The building's not gonna fall around, you know. But it. Please <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Diana, I'm gonna come up to you before the show and go. The building's not gonna fall. <laughs> but it also is, you know. So it's like it's not brain. It's not brain surgery. No. But also, you only get one shot, right? You get one shot to go up there and do your thing, and if you mess it up, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> so it's just, it's... Well, and it's also taking those mess-ups and those times where your performance didn't really go as planned as learning opportunities, right? Growth mindset, what we talked about in the last episode. Nobody's going to die. You're going to learn something. Yeah. And apply it to your next performance. So mm -hmm. it's it's really just this like positive circle. Um, yeah. It, you know, don't we beat ourselves up all the time and we're always like, don't beat yourself up when you <laughs> but we maybe we should take like, our own advice. Know, maybe we should take <laughs> our own advice. <laughs> but yeah, and it's like um, being able to bounce, bounce back, back from mistakes. Like the thing is, like we said, you're never, you're ne it's never going to be perfect. You're going to make a mistake. So yeah. you should just accept that now. And that's, that gives you some sort of freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Like, whew. But I feel like a really good, a solid performer can just keep going yeah. in the face of, of uh, a mishap. You know, that's being able to just bounce back and just go with the flow. Because people aren't going to, if you can just go with it, people aren't going to remember yeah. the mistake. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm that type of person that gets hung up on my mistakes. Like when we were on stage, was it Ethnic Dance Festival where my sword hilt got caught oh, yeah. in my mm -hmm. bangle? 
during an audition for the San Francisco Ethnic Dance Festival. So, someone was like, yup. We're <laughs> like, yeah, we saw that. <laughs> you, saw, you saw me in the, the audition video? Like, you should have seen my face. Luckily, my back was to the audience because I was like, I definitely, there, a lot of profanity like oozed out of my mouth. I was like, how did I not think of the bangle? How did I not think I of it? I think it's because I, I forgot turned, to tell you. Yeah, thanks, sorry, girl. girl. <laughs> but by the time like I accepted that mistake was made, and in point two seconds I had to turn back around and just be on it again because it was a high stakes gig for us. We didn't get into the ethnic dance festival, but that's neither here or there. Like, yeah. there's still a very high caliber of performances on that stage. We're being judged, like. I had to accept that mistake was made and in like 0.2 seconds turn around and carry on like nothing had ever happened. Mm -hmm. And not allowing it to like, you know, you have to keep your poker face when you perform. You have to practice that. That, you know, when you drop a sword or a hair flower falls out or something happens on stage, the want to cringe at yourself, fight it. You know, the audience doesn't know until you tell them that you made a mistake. You know, if you messed up a cue or if you did a extra turn. Oh, oh <laughs> you see that side eye for our listeners at home. <laughs> so much or, side eye. Like if you, you know, it's not a big deal. Like the audience doesn't know, right? Until yeah. you're like, oh no. Yeah, well, I mean, stage face in general is like, that's definitely something I had to learn. Stage face? Stage face as a dancer. And it's still something that I, it's not consistent for me. (laughs) I feel like. But uh, I remember as a student really forcing myself to practice the stage face in class, which is like the most hilariously weird thing. Because the thing is, like, when you're practicing, you don't want, if you default to, like, a scowl, that is what is going to happen on stage. Because, again, you want to get to that, like, flow state almost where you're not thinking about the mechanics of what's happening. So um, I (laughs) used to just practice smiling, like, as big as I possibly could in class. And you can see yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, my God. I am a crazy person. <laughs> but you know what? On stage, it doesn't look like that. Because yeah. the audience and the lights and yeah. smile like a crazy person. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's what I used to, Then when I started teaching, I would tell people, you will feel crazy. Yeah. And that's how you know that it's enough. It's like doing makeup. You will look crazy. And that's how you know it's enough for stage. <laughs> so here's a fun story. Um, you all know Philippa Marai. Um, her and I danced together in London for like six years. And when we first started performing together, um, Philippa has this amazing, beaming, huge smile, and I don't. So we would go on stage and we would look at the video and we would get feedback, feedback from people saying, Philippa's smile is so nice, but Jesse, your, your face needs work. Like, <laughs> you need to turn the volume up or Ouch. Philippa needs to turn the volume down. So Philippa and I had to practice smiling together. <laughs> it's true, like if you're mainly dancing in a duet, you know, there's no real hiding that. And it really made me think about like, you know, I do feel the joy, I do, you know, when I'm performing, but like 
does my face show it? <laughs> you know? I used to get so much crap from Michio's husband. Is Mich I saw Michio in here for like two seconds. Michio! Have you all met Michio's husband? David? David? He's our or like, AKA Mr. Michio? <laughs> Mr. Michio. He, I mean, he's been to a lot of dance shows, right? He's I mean, Michio's been dancing. He's a very good dance husband. Um, Michio's been dancing for a while, and yeah. he goes to so many shows. He's, in, he's seen so much ATS, uh, so much different types of night. belly. He's he was there last night. Her. And, like, he will give you the tea. I mean, to us, like, probably not strangers, but David will give us the tea. Yeah. So I always want to know what David's opinion is before I was like, David will tell us. David will tell us if it was bad. Sometimes it's like, ouch. But it's always on point. He's just, he's like, his his feedback is very pointed, but it's, it's you know, the truth that you can't run away from. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, we were rambling. We were rambling, yeah. So, oh, but you know what? I feel like this is a good segue into this other topic here, which is, you know, you're talking about people matching, mm -hmm. right? And we talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, navigating being a, an individual who's part of a group. Yeah. And when we did the, the theatrical belly dance show, I don't even remember. I don't think this made this. I mean, the show about theatrical oh, performances. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> You're like, we did a theatrical belly dance show. Um, uh, we talked, I don't think this made this into the podcast, but we talked about um, how do you manage, you know, like if you're trying to emote yeah. on stage, yeah. how do you do that in a group setting? Maybe yeah. we did talk about this. And um, how difficult it is to you, like, you don't want to showboat, right? You don't want to be, because the group is the important thing, right? Everyone's working together to like do this group presentation. Yeah. If one person has, does extra spins. <laughs> I feel very called attacked. out right now. I feel very attacked. I feel very attacked. <laughs> uh, every performance she's like, I think I did an extra spin. <laughs> Like, Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> but how do you, you know, we, we had talked about, like, how do you do that? I think that's part of what makes theatrical presentation in a group improv format like ATS really difficult because yeah. emoting individually and trying to do that collectively as a group yeah. is very difficult. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about showboating and how <laughs> don't do it. Don't be a showboat, yeah. um, intentionally or unintentionally. Because, again, like, the group, the group is the more, most important thing. It's like as soon as you get on that stage, the ego goes out the door. Needs to go out the door. I mean, there's no room for ego in ATS, right? Do we all agree on that? Can I get that on a poster? There's no room for <laughs> ego in ATS. <laughs> There's no I in ATS, <laughs> unless you spell it out. And then there might be. <laughs> there might be several. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> Her dirty secret. Yeah, my out. dirty secret is that I'm illiterate. <laughs> Jesus God. What is happening right now? I don't now? know. Okay. We should probably open it up for some questions. Oh, can I, I just, yeah, don't show about, 
But uh, I just have one thing before we open mm-hmm. it up for questions. Um, Colette and I had a really interesting conversation last night after the show where we were talking about drag queens <laughs> and how Colette had recently took it, taken a workshop with um, a drag queen, like about, was it makeup? It was focused on makeup. It was focused on makeup. Okay. okay. Oh, I thought you, sorry. Um, but anyway, I, I guess the performer had talked about, like, he, he had really low confidence as a kid, but as soon as he, you know, transformed into his drag persona, the confidence was there. And I think that really can apply to ATS, right? We are, in a sense, getting all up in our ATS drag, right? It's, with that, the lashes and the bindi, we, tur- we transform into a different person, and sort of making a meditation out of getting ready and even like getting ready with your dance partners and forming that connection right as you pick up that first makeup brush or put on that first piece of costuming really helps in centering yourself and really helps you bring the the teamwork aspect to it. So if you've never gotten ready with your troupe, try it just once. Like Give yourself extra time. Yes, you'll give be, yourself extra you'll time. You'll be doing this. You'll be gabbing. gabbing and you'll be listening to your music, your performance music, or maybe like just, I think one performance we, we got ready listening to like a rock playlist. I yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it, as soon as you pick up that makeup brush, you start getting into this character and this whole like meditation of getting ready to be on that stage starts happening. So allow yourself that t- that t- allow yourself time to let that happen. That didn't. That was a sentence. <laughs> you know English. I do. <laughs> I do. No, like the the putting on the costuming and the makeup part is. I think is helps me. Yeah, it helps you become a performer. Yeah. And like, I don't actually feel like I'm ready to perform until you have your lipstick on. No, I don't. That doesn't worry me so much. Okay. Until the lashes me. come on. Oh. That's for me the lash moment. I'm like, now I'm now oh. I'm in that performance mindset. I don't know what it is about it, but that's like even the full face of makeup, it's like once the lashes come on, I'm like, boom, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do one shout out to uh, Clara, who's staying with us, who got me my knee pads like right before we went on stage last night. I was like, I forgot, I forgot my, I forgot my knees, I forgot my knee pads, and I sent her a text, and she like ran them down to Terry, who ran them to me. So, I was like bricking it. This was stage. this was after I forgot my knee pads all together. And I brought she brought pads. an extra pair because she's a good troop mate. And then forgot to bring her pair to the show. <laughs> I was like, don't forget your knee pads. Crap. <laughs> I forgot my knee pads. So we're like, Tori's like, five minutes. And I'm like, put, furiously putting on my knee pads. <laughs> Thank you, Tori, for, for hurting us. Yes. <laughs> Tori is yes, a wonderful baby. stage manager. <laughs> anyway, we wanted to leave time now to... For people to for ask people to questions. ask questions, if you have any, because no. I mean we could, could we could keep talking all day. Question. So my troupe's going to be performing in the, the student showcase tonight, and yeah. while we were kind of putting together our audition for it, we kind of had this little debate: like, should we make it pure improv or should we do choreography? And you know, we kind of decided on a little bit of a mixture. But I was curious on your. Oh boy. Um, 
so do you want to repeat the question? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll try to summarize the question. So the question is um, whether, like, decisions, the, what's the decision-making process for whether to use improv or choreography, right? Or a mixture of both. Or a mixture of both. And, um, man, that's like a whole hour that we could do, yes. I feel like. But we did, we did touch base on it a little bit in our... What? I don't remember which episode that was. No, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about sort of the considerations that fat that like fat chance makes when we do choose to do improv versus choreography, and we're also going to talk about it in our workshop yes. this afternoon, which is right after this. So, I mean, I'd love to dive into that topic right now. It's a really great question, and I guess sort of a high-level answer to that is like. I mean, I feel like you you understand what the sort of uh, various aspects are, right? You know, like you're coming to an ATS show where it's like two hours of ATS. Like maybe this is a good opportunity to try something different. And really for us, when we do a show like this or a big stage show, um, a mix of the sweet spot for us is really kind of a mix of choreography and staging and improv. For us, I mean, maybe yeah. that's just me. I so you no, know, I agree. And the past couple years, you know, we've done a mixture of improv and staging, right? So all the, we like to choreograph the sort of transitions and have like a layout in our head, but we also want to bring the pure essence of what ATS is, which is the group improv format. Um, but yeah, it's and when considering shows in general and and whether or not you should use pure improv or you know choreography or a mixture or a mixture of some, both yeah. right uh, to me it depends on what the show is right yeah yeah right. i feel like you kind of answered your own question yeah. right which is like the here's the context and we decided to maybe do something a little bit different because this is the context and like yeah. th that's the same question that we would ask ourselves yeah yeah if it's something like um, a street festival where it's like a really low key event um, pure improv, great. It's what we do. It's what we know. You know, we don't want to, you know, rehearse it. You know, we don't, for Sunday streets, we don't rehearse. We're just like, we're going to meet up this time and we're just going to turn on some music and jam in front of a ton of people. Yeah. And that's like perfect, right? Yeah. But if when you're here dancing in front of your peers. ATS dancers and Carolina staring at you, you know? Yeah. You know, you want to create something a little bit special. Um, what's your what troupe are you dancing with? Roya. 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 All right, San Diego, right? Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing what you guys will be presenting tonight. We're so excited. Yay! We're like seeing ourselves. Yay! Oh, you need to repeat that. We're all very excited. That's not what you just said. No. <laughs> Someone grab the mop. <laughs> Tori, you need the mop for MB. <laughs> she knows how to handle the charisma. <laughs> Other Anybody? questions? Yes. Lee. Um, Jesse, you started talking about your pre performance. Um, meditation and ritual, but could you both share a little bit more detail? Because I know there are a lot of ways mm. to do it, and that's something I struggle with, and I'm fine mm -hmm. until five minutes. 
Oh yeah. Managing managing um, the anxiety or stage fright or the just the stress of going on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me specifically, this is after I'm already in costume and I'm already um, backstage, right? So my teachers taught me uh, breathing exercises to do um, before a show starts. And we were back here and I was doing it. Nobody can tell because it's just breathing. And you know what, actually, if you have an iPhone or if you have any sort of smartphone, the Calm app will take you through breathing exercises that you can then you know, take with you wherever you go. Um, but it was basically just breathing in for four seconds, holding it for like a second and then a really long release. And then um, another thing that my teachers taught me to do was um, start shimmying from your feet to your knees to your hips to the tops and then like letting it all go like all that nervous energy let it i'm gonna fling a ring here um out through your fingertips too so and i like to pace <laughs> but that's my thing can't really do it like in that little staging area back there but pacing actually helps me it makes me look like a crazy person but i've never yeah. noticed it okay yeah <laughs> I mean, I know that you're a crazy person, but I've never noticed the pacing. <laughs> also, um, I use, this is going to sound weird, I use lavender oil to help me relax, too, so I'll put, like, a little bit behind my ears. Um, or there's a piece of jewelry that I have that absorbs essential oils, and you'll see me backstage <laughs> furiously sniffing my wrist. Last night, it was behind the ears, and that sort of the lavender sort of helps me, like, chill out yeah or I text my husband and I say what are the cats doing send me pictures of the cats <laughs> I really should have just brought Ziggy with me he got opinions he could have been a guest on a yeah <laughs> what do you what do you do to chill you don't you don't you know I do yeah yeah I, I mean yeah I don't really I get I get really nervous right before. It's kind of that same thing. It's like the five-minute call comes, and you're like, oh, jeez, what did I get myself into? Um, I don't know. I just I just get really quiet. Like, I can't – some people like to, like to kind of, you know, mess around backstage right before going on, and I, I don't know. I feel like I get really serious. Yeah. Like, I get really – I have to concentrate, and I have to, like, get into the – into that mindset, which is why, like, I hate waiting at shows. <laughs> which is why the, like, waiting to perform thing is so difficult. It's, like, so hard for me to stay in that mind space for, for that long. So, um, I don't know. I don't know how I manage it. It's probably why I black out on stage. Because <laughs> I'm just, like... <laughs> yeah. Shimmy, if you're not wearing costuming that's too loud... The shimmying helps me. Like last night was perfect because we were wearing such a low-key costume. Like no, no jingles would mm -hmm. make it onto the stage while yeah. Carolina was speaking. I was like, Ugh. I always the moving meditation always helps. Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah, meditation. we try to do the gratitude meditation before, mm -hmm. um, and that definitely helps because then you get to connect with the other dancers and yeah. just have that moment where you collectively breathe. But the, the Calm app, I recommend that. It sort of, and it has like all sorts of catered 
like for stress, for work anxiety, for, you know, various things. So, and they're usually like three, four minutes. You can make them up to 15 minutes long. I think they even have like one minute ones. Yeah, they, they do. They have like really short ones too. Yeah. So, yeah. Any other questions? No one has asked us anything weird yet. I guess that's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm always up for weird. <laughs> Try anything once. <laughs> Only once. Yeah, of course. Sorry. We did this to ourselves. <laughs> we are an open book. Hi. Have I ever puked before a performance? Before a performance. And have it not be from drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Don't drink. No, I never have actually puked. Have you? I don't think so. <laughs> I've cried after. Like, I've had that release moment where you get off stage and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. I'm just glad that that's over. And I've cried, but I've never actually puked. That would be awful. Oh, yeah, if it, like, got on your costume. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. I just have to throw it away. <laughs> I like that question. That's a fun one. Do you have any more Do you have another one? questions for us, Jory? <laughs> There's a puking receptacle. I guess a trash can. <laughs> Otherwise known as a trash can. I just thought of a gross story, but I don't know. If I, I have some gross stories, but you don't remember. You're a nurse. <laughs> well, you're a nurse, so. We, do we have another question? Yes. Run. What is the most catastrophic or awkward thing that has happened to you on stage, and how did you cope with it? The I, most I catastrophic. I've had a couple belts fall off, but you know, like, I managed that. I think, in my mind, the most like traumatic ex experience that I had was actually the very first time I ever performed as a belly dancer. It was back when I was doing cab, and we, it was choreography, but our instructor had, you know, edited the music down, but then she gave them the full version. <gasps> Yeah, that right. And so, you know, it got to, it, the part that had been taken out of the song came on and I was just like, I must be going crazy because I don't remember this part of the choreography. Like, I must have just forgotten the whole thing. And <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I laughed. That is yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the that's like the most. Traumatic. traumatic experience that I had. And, and how did you get out of it? Yeah, how did it end? I, we just kept doing the choreography. <laughs> we just kept doing the choreography, even though it didn't like match the music, because like, and then I honestly don't know, there is a video of it somewhere, oh, and I don't know it. how we survived. I honestly don't. <laughs> I have to find it. It's probably like grainy, like 480p, 280. It's just like, I have a top three. <laughs> of course you do. Number one. Um, in London, I was dancing with my friend Hannah. Uh, it was like a sort of a fusion-y like thing we were trying. And um, the DJ put the song on backwards. So, yeah. 
the CD played in reverse. Oh, that's weird. So it was... And we were just like... We, we were still like... Sort of <laughs> did you dancing? do the moves backwards? That would have been amazing if we did the whole choreography backwards. No. She, she just sort of like looked at the DJ and was like, this sounds weird. And like... We just sort of slinked off stage, he fixed it, and then we just got right back on, right? So that was number three. <laughs> number two, Philippa and I were dancing at a gig in London where the stage were these block, plastic blocks that were just pushed together and not secured together. So as we were dancing, we had to like dance on a single block because if we moved too much, they would move. And we were looking at each other, and she and I were just like, like that terrified smile and we just had to like make our movements as small as possible and I think rings got stuck in places and like yeah that was horrifying number one (laughs) my first ever solo as a dancer I decided I wasn't gonna wear a choli who knows why this was back in like 2006 I thought I was being a badass whatever so just a bra yeah just a coin bra. Okay. No, I was topless. Topless? <laughs> I don't know your life. And it was, it was sort of like an ATS-ish solo, and I went into a layback, and I felt my bra untie, and I wasn't wearing a choli. Okay, I have heard this story multiple times before, and you have never mentioned that oh. you were not wearing a yeah, choli underneath. I was not wearing a choli underneath. <laughs> That makes the story so much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I felt it, and I'm like, oh. So I chilled in the layback, and I retied my bra, and then I came back out. There's no video, and the worst part about it, it was at a belly dance slash burlesque show. Oh, so they were like, yikes. Yeah. I almost fell, because I was like, ugh. Got a big round of applause after that, though. Yeah. <laughs> huh? So neither of you have fallen off stage. No, that's I have that is honestly my worst nightmare. Yeah, falling off stage is to yeah, fall no. off stage. When I have wanted to like shrink down and like sort of roll off stage <laughs> to like don't look at me <laughs> after the bra. I don't recommend falling off stage. No, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. No. <laughs> what do we got for time? It, Five, Five minutes, minutes, four minutes. One last quickie. Burning questions. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. <laughs> well, I'll share one last story because it was this involves both of us. Oh God. I can't remember if we've talked about this one before, but we did a um, like a senior center gig, <gasps> and we decided to do sword. It was like their Christmas bazaar. So we walked in, you know, like we walked into the place, we went back to the green room, had a little chat, and then we came back out for the set. And as we're coming out, we have our swords, and I look up, and there's streamers hanging down, decorations, and like, I don't know why we didn't notice them as we were as walking, we were walking in. in. I think we were so focused on I think like we getting were, yeah. into the green room and... But we just had a vision of using like the off sword movements and tearing all it. their Christmas decorations down. And for and years after, yeah, for years after, they'd be like, "Remember when we had those belly dancers and they ruined our holiday bazaar?" 
we were like, oh no. Yeah. I mean, the performance ended up being fine, but it yeah. was like yeah. we went up, we went to put the swords up, and we're just like, oh. I remember we pivoted, and I looked at you, and I was like, <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> it was real funny. Yeah. Yeah. Check out your performance base before you go on stage. Yeah. Make decisions accordingly. You will thank yourself. Do what we say, not what as we, we do. do. <laughs> Learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we should wrap up here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us and listening to us. Like, <laughs> listening to us just gab for. Can I take a selfie? Oh, yeah. Us? We should do a group if selfie. You, uh, can you squish? Yeah. And Sophia, as you stay here, and I'm going to. I'm going to go back. You've been listening to The Q, a belly dance podcast with Sofia Salazar-Rubio and Jesse Stanbridge. This episode was recorded live on January 25th, 2020 in Scottsdale, Arizona as part of ATS Reunion. A huge thank you to everyone who joined us for their lunch hour. We had such a great time meeting so many of you in person. Another thank you to the Reunion team for having us and also to our sound guy, Peter, for helping us with setup and for making us sound great. The music in this episode is Arrival by Afrit Temple off of their new album, Dionysia 2, Beauty and Unity. This album is chock full of music made specifically for FCBD style belly dance. I highly recommend it. You should definitely check it out. Until next time, we'll catch you later.